0: Welcome back once again to another episode of the Best of All Possible Podcasts, your favorite 10-minute play podcast. I am your host, Robert Weathers, and we here at Panglossian Productions, you know, have a love for the weird. We love the unproduced and underproduced, and of course, we love 10-minute plays. And we love bringing them to you every two weeks here on iTunes or on Podbean, however you listen to us. But, of course, it's not just me bringing them to you. We have a wonderful pool of talented actors. And today we are joined by two people who are reading with us. Liz Thomas, you're going to read Yay. with us here today. Woo. Welcome back, Liz. Thank you. Good I to have go. a role for you that's going to be a stretch. Ooh. But I'm not going to tell you what it is just yet. Jack nabbit. Yes. Right, and joining us also is Sharon Hollins. Yay. Hi, Sharon. You better speak now, Sharon. <laughs> 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 I... I... <laughs> All of you listening at home will see what I mean here in just a moment. I just gave Sharon a clue about her character here. Mm. If you don't know, if you have not listened to us before, this is a cold read podcast. So Liz and Sharon have not read this play before. They've never laid eyes upon it. And as a matter of fact, they wouldn't even know who they were playing if I had not told them just a couple of minutes ago. But for those of you listening at home, Liz, will you please play the part of man? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I didn't sure. say the name of this play, did I? No, and, Sha- and Sharon, <laughs> will you please play the part of Woman? The play that we are reading here today is called A History by Susan Hansel. Uh, so, those are the characters. That's the name of the play. Uh, again, this is a cold-read podcast. I will read the stage directions for you. But ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, A History by Susan Hansel. The characters are Man... The man is older. He can be played by a female. Right, Liz? That's me. And woman. She's younger. The synopsis is a brief and partial history of the world as it is known to us. A history. Man, with a gavel in one hand and a cigar in the other, sits on top of a woman's shoulders. Woman wears strips of duct tape all over. Man appears hot, sweaty, and agitated. Woman appears calm, if fatigued. Man suddenly gavels into the air and, as if outraged, Bang! 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 Man grabs a cigar in his fist and gestures wildly with his fists in the air.
1: Bang! 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 Bang!
0: Woman staggers under the movements of man.
1: Whoa, horsey.
0: Woman has to hold on to man's legs in order to maintain her balance. Woman regains balance, but must hold on to man. Woman appears even more fatigued. That's better. There's a long pause. I'm about able to say this.
1: This is nice.
0: Woman rolls her eyes. Sighs.
1: I said this is nice.
0: Man kicks the woman. Right. The woman rolls her eyes. Sighs loudly.
1: Right.
0: The woman bends forward ever so slightly and looks down. The man puts a cigar into his mouth. And reaches down with his hand now free and rips a piece of duct tape from the woman's body. The woman groans. Man slaps the woman in the face, slapping a piece of duct tape over her mouth. Woman attempts to talk. Muffled sounds. Man takes a cigar out of his mouth with a hand that ripped the duct tape and then laughs raucously.
2: <laughs>
0: woman's attempting to talk, but again, only muffled sounds. And the man chuckles.
1: No, you weren't going to say anything.
0: She's grunting. You never do. The woman bends forward. This forces man to slide down the woman's back until he is sitting on her piggyback.
1: This is fun.
0: The woman now drops to her knees. The man is forced to grip on. The woman lunges forward and comes to rest on her hands and knees. The man is, man is momentarily disconcerted, but is nevertheless still on top of woman. Woman is breathing hard. The man kicks the woman in an attempt to ride her.
1: This is fun! This is fun!
0: She doesn't move. The man kicks the woman again.
1: Go, 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 go!
0: She doesn't move. I He's,
1: said... Go!
0: She does not move. Woman now collapses completely, ending up sprawled out flat on the floor and face down. Man on top of her. Man looks down at woman. Woman remains completely still. Man begins to cry, blubbering like a child. This goes on for some time. (laughs) After a while, man wipes his face with his arms, still holding the gavel and the cigar. Man looks around all, looks all around searchingly. Man suddenly sits up, as straight as possible, while remaining seated on the motionless woman.
1: I need another one!
0: <clears throat> he looks around.
1: I said I need another one!
0: Man, sitting on woman, holding gavel, and gavel in one hand and cigar in the other, crosses his arms tightly over his chest, makes a pouty, mean face. There's a long pause, and then a blackout. The end. <clears throat> I told you, Sharon, you didn't have any lines in this play. <laughs> all right. So thank you, everybody, uh, especially uh, to Liz, who had all the lines in the play. So uh, now we're going to enter the part of the show where we enter into a brief discussion about the play that we just read. Uh, but we're not going to do that with just the three of us. We also have with us here our super secret panelist, Joe Arco, hey! Joe! <laughs>
2: Thank you for having me on here as your stereotypical man to speak on uh, this play specifically.
0: So, male,
2: yes, if you will. Yes. Um,
0: uh, I'm going to start with our first question, and as you are the super secret panelist, you get to go first. Oh, good. It has nothing to do with your gender, um, I promise. Uh, what I want to uh, start with is first impressions. So, what are your first impressions of the play? Uh, this could be something simple as I liked it or I didn't like it, something specific
2: that struck you. It, it seemed like um, a very avant-garde cologne commercial, as far as I <laughs> uh-huh, go on. Uh, no, um, I'm still processing. I was here the whole time uh, knowing that you would probably come to me first and cursing your name every moment I could in my head. Um, this this is a, a very visual piece. Um uh, Kudos to Sharon for having had her lines already memorized prior to coming into this as a cold read. <laughs> why they pay me the big bucks. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't think subtlety is exactly what uh, we were using as paramount on this one. Uh, but I don't know if that's also uh, with having the stage directions read. We got a lot there, whereas just seeing this, I think, there's a lot that, that is said in the stage direction that um, I'm, I'm curious exactly how that might read. Mm. Um, especially when we, we have the fact that, you know, man seems so prevalent as one of the characters yet can be played by a female. Um, which I think entirely alters what my first impressions of this were.
0: Do you think so? I mean, would you agree with that, ladies?
2: I think it does take on a different tone if it was played by, when it's played by a woman, if it's played by a mm-hmm. woman. I, I think also if if you went one step forward and say, dressed Liz up as a man, mm-hmm. that, that there's one more layer there too. Because then, you know, is this absurd? Well, is it commentary? Or is it meant to be, you know, humorous? And the other thing is, and I don't know that you read this in this, when you were reading the stage directions and mm-hmm. such, Robert, but um, it says the man is older and the woman is younger. And that adds another mm-hmm. dimension to it. Sure. And of course, we had quite the reverse here, but you know.
0: So, what are your first impressions, Sharon?
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, I I kind of understand the. <laughs> I don't know. I not my thing. Not uh-huh. my cup of tea. What about you, Liz?
1: I get it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, I think it's pretty straightforward. I think, I, I, I kind of wonder, personally, I and mean, my, my impression of it is, uh, has, has less to do with the story. Uh, I think that we understand what's going on, more or less, as soon as we get started. I mean, there is literally a gavel and a big, you know, a fat cat cigar, or at least that's how I interpreted this cigar to be a big fat cat cigar. Uh, I almost kind of picture Rich Uncle Pennybags from Monopoly mm-hmm. sitting on uh, sitting on her shoulders there in the beginning. Uh it's, it's funny to me that you say absurd, Joe, because I think there's is a heavy absurd element in this, um, especially, with his, uh, especially with his gavel uh, mm-hmm. talk in the, in the beginning. Bang, 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 bang. There's a little maybe double entendre in there, too, because, you know, guns go bang, too. And there's a lot of things that go go bang, but I think when people say bang, 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 that's the first thought that I have.
1: Well, and also, I mean there's There's another layer of it, too, with bang is naturally violent. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's plenty of people who it's like, "Oh, yeah, I totally banged that chick or I totally banged that guy. So I mean there's a sexual component on that too mm-hmm. as well. So judicial and weapons and sex. <laughs> what more do you need?
0: That'll sell tickets. <laughs> no, it really does. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm wonder- on a more you know on a more practical matter, I'm wondering about this shoulder carry in uh, that's prescribed in in the play. Uh, how would you go about carrying that out? Do you think that it's necessary to ne- to start on the shoulders? I
1: think but, so. The
0: transition part. Uh, and I'm promise I'm not cutting you off, I, no. but the transition is the part from the shoulders to the piggyback that I would be most concerned about pulling off with people who might not necessarily be trained it if you're putting this in a typical 10-minute play setting and the actors that you might expect to find there but uh your thoughts about the shoulder carry liz uh
1: i i think that it's it's necessary i mean this like joe was saying this is a very physical this is very uh or, or visual well i mean obviously it's very physical but it's a very visual uh play it relies a lot on being able to see it uh, you know, I almost wonder though, what would it have been like if we had just read what was written, not not the stage directions, but literally just read the the lines, and maybe of course the the groaning and, and such um, from from the woman, as well as the man's line, and then see what our impression would be if we just heard the dialogue itself. But I think you know, the whole um, the man is quite literally on top of the woman, and then as the man slides down. And yet still on top of the woman. And then the woman is quite literally flattened on the ground. And still the man is on top of her. But just to have that image of kind of sliding down. But yet always somehow being on top of her. Mm-hmm. So I think um, you need a good choreographer, right? Uh, but yeah, you need a good director. But I think that it is necessary to start as it's written with them.
2: You say choreographer. And that's, I mean, that's also what's gone through my head. This... To me almost feels more like a modern dance piece Man, I was gonna it, say it, the woman's more of a dancer. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or I could honestly, the way that I would picture this, the way if, if I were given this scripts, I'd be like, all right, we're doing this out on the sidewalk. We're gonna go find a judicial building or we're just yeah. gonna go find a mall. Yeah. And we're just gonna this is gonna be street theater. Because I think that it's so I I think that it's <laughs> I think that it's it it, it needs no walls. Frankly, if if that makes sense, so like go go put it out in front of the people and just mm-hmm. have it be out there, you know.
2: Something that um, uh, as I I look over this and and I I have uh, some questions. One of them was the the duct tape. Yeah. Earlier on, however, I do think that there, I don't know. This is what I, I'm either reading into it or trying to um, make sense of because I was thinking there might be other things, parchment, something looking like, uh, you yeah. know. Well, but I do like that it was something that came from the woman herself to silence her, that he took off of her and put over her mouth. I think that there's something there that, that um, uh, I don't know, maybe needs to be pulled out a little bit more. Maybe it's just not quite there to me. But I do think that there is something interesting, because I was asking myself, why? Why the duct tape? But when you realize the duct tape is taken off of her and then put on her, over her own mouth, this idea of man using something inherent in woman against herself to silence her um, is, is I, I guess, is what I could get from it. Mm-hmm.
1: I actually would almost wonder. Um, you ask if the the staging, I guess, the the physical staging is necessary. I I wonder if the duct tape is necessary though, because is it power? I mean, yes, it, of course, it is powerful to quite literally see the uh, I'm using literally a lot today um but to have the duct tape over the woman's mouth or just to see the woman fighting to speak but that sort of censorship that she is giving herself there's nothing holding her back from actually opening her mouth and saying words there's if there were no duct tape there, what would that mm-hmm. do that that image of that her- defeat what this play. I think seems to be about well. Tonight. I think that still having the image. Of, <laughs> oh, sorry, I don't
2: like it. <laughs> I'm uh-huh. think, with the no. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Well, I think that it still could the image of again having the man physically on top of the woman the entire time. I think could still accomplish that, but I do wonder if the duct tape because duct tape also. I wonder. Uh, I just, it care I, I wonder significance it in the and of itself. It, it to does. Me. It really. It's almost it, distracting. It's, significance. It's,
2: what it did I, I enjoyed yeah. but in and of itself I didn't
1: yeah like duct tape just makes me think of you know like a CSI episode where they find the the person or I don't know I don't watch CSI I think well that when you mind. said
0: parchment but, but yeah, I mean, earlier it, just,
1: it it just has its, its own kind of distraction to it
0: well when you said when you said parchment earlier I think that if you you know if you had a, a small budget for you know costume you could take certain uh, elements in history you know about they have to do with uh, voting acts and like stuffing paper and, into the
1: woman's mouth or versus duct taping it. Right. Yeah. I mean, you
0: could there's something as simple as putting "We the People" across the duct tape, right, so that it was plainly seen as you uh, yeah. as you put it out there. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Your thought process on that might For be. Sure. Uh, I'm getting. The signal from our stage manager Rachel that it's time to wrap this up. So I want to thank uh, I want to thank you all for joining us here today. We want to make sure we thank Susan Hansel for her play at History. Thank you, and once again to Joe and Sharon and Liz for being here, to Rachel, our stage manager, and the sound techs who shall not be named. <laughs> If you enjoyed what you heard, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. You'll get a new play from us every two weeks here in 2019. And if you want to learn more about Panglossian Productions, our main stage productions, and what we're about, please visit us at www.panglossian.org. And be sure to like us on Facebook. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.